Hey everybody, this episode of the RNRNR show is brought to you by Perk Coffee. And if you'd like to get 15% off your next order, head over to perk.rado.com. Okay, let's get the show going. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And hello, friends. Welcome to our top 15 must-have games. My name is Ruel Gabula, joined by my incredible co-host, Chris George. Chris, how are you doing, my friend? I'm fantastic. I'm excited about this list. I'm really excited about this list. I'm excited that Perk Coffee keeps coming back to perk everybody up. That's also what I'm excited about. Yes. Um, you're a big, I'm not really a coffee drinker, but I love Perk Coffee because they support the show. But I know you are a coffee drinker, Well, Yes. What did you drink today? Because I know you drink something every time in honor of our sponsor. I do, uh, Chris. And this time, I, I think I did this last time on the show. I am going with their decaf instant coffee. So the instant coffee, folks, I don't need to brew oh, yeah. it. I just get some hot water, add the instant, and I'm really surprised. I'm I'm not an instant coffee drinker, but um, the taste, mm, chef's kits, it's so good. And I'm going with decaf because I have, if I have too much caffeine, like I'm going to be up all night. So I'll have mine in the morning, which I already did. And here, as we're recording this uh, live on Twitch, folks, if you want to watch this live, be sure to hit the show notes below. Um, and I like to have this one in the afternoon because it takes the edge off of the caffeine. And I still get that, yeah. you know, coffee taste, which I really enjoy. And I love their mug. This is my go-to mug these days. It's, it's just wonderful. Nice. Okay. Takes the edge off of hanging out with me too, probably. Just <laughs> mellows it out. Yeah, because we all need that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris, so we've got this really interesting list. Now, Richard has actually done this on the channel before with other contributors. So it's now it's our turn to step in and find out oh, yeah. what our must-have games are. Now, the way I approach this, now we we there's different approaches. So I was looking at it like, these are the games I would I would want if I was stuck on a de deserted island. Basically, like mm -hmm. if I was, uh, say, Tom Hanks in Castaway, and instead of talking to a volleyball, I wanted to you know have some kind of you know board game with me. These are the ones that I would take. And my criteria was I had to at least play two, and I had to at least have once at least one solo game because if I was by myself, there it is. But also play two because. I'm assuming Michelle would be stuck on this island with me. Um, how did you look at this list, uh, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I think pretty similar. Like, I, I wasn't sure because, like, must-haves and desert islands, to me, are, are feel like two different topics, right? Okay. So I think we should really label this video must-have slash desert island because I think it conveys yeah. that that idea. Uh, mm -hmm. I went more with the with the desert island as well because um, with Richard saying that he, his were that these are the five games you get to pick for the rest of your life, that's it. So yeah. even when I think about Desert Island, I think, well, I, I hope I get rescued a little bit. Like, <laughs> I hope I'm just killing time for, you know, six seasons like Lost and then finally get to go home. <laughs> um, that's right. what I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, and so and so like that also changed changed the calculation for me. But then I thought about so I really thought I really tried to focus on games because if it was like must haves. For me, it would just be like my top five games of all time, right? Right. And I'm like, okay, well, that seems like a boring list because there's too much crossover. So I wanted to find out what that distinction was. And so mm -hmm. for me, it's games that I could play, could feasibly play 
over and over and over and over again to, yes. to the, to the fullest extent of that playing that over and over and over again and not getting tired of them. right. And so that's what I really tried to focus. I assumed that I, on this desert Island, I would have the optimal player count whenever I wanted. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and the optimal people to play with who would match me in those games. Right. Um, so that's, that's what, that's where I kind of like structured my list awesome. uh, in terms of the, the must have games uh, to, to, to really focus on the things that I could continuously play over and over and not get bored with. Because okay. I think that's, uh, that for me was, was a more, um, a more uh, it helped me deviate a bit from like just, just my tops and just my favorites. Right. Okay, Which cool. Some of my favorites are obviously in there, but it, it gives a little bit of, of distinction. Absolutely. Um, and yes. I'm really excited about my number five because I also have never played it. Wait, what? Okay. Okay. You got me intrigued. So why don't we kick things off right now? You're number five. This is our number 15 in the combined list. Chris, yeah. really? Okay. You've never, I, go ahead. I've just take never it played this game wow. and I'm willing to put it on this list because of how excited I am about it. Um, this was, it's still fulfilling. It's still, it's in its play testing stage. It was on Kickstarter back in 2021 around August, September-ish. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's when it was. This was uh, a game that I I started scrolling through because I looked through all the games on crowdfunding. I started scrolling through and I was like, oh, oh, this is this is cool. And I didn't stop saying this is cool for like the 13 minutes that I was scrolling through like the campaign page. Wow. It, 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 is, it, it also hits into that like large campaign style game. Like I felt like I needed to have one of these on the desert island. Yeah. So I wanted to include this at like number five, right? Okay. Also because I haven't played it. But like it, it, there aren't going to be any other large campaign games on my list because this I feel like takes the cake. And this is the one that I feel like I am the most excited to play. And I think this is the one that I'm going to complete the soonest out of um, large campaign games. This is Aridia, The Paths We Dare Tread. Ooh, okay. I am unbelievably still excited for this game. It, it looks so cool. They're going to have pre-painted minis. It's like an RPG style in a box thing. Pre-painted minis. They're going to come in this little advent calendar to pop out. I mean, I guess like Osworn is kind of doing that too, but they're right. not painted. So eat it, Osworn. Um, <laughs> you're not on my desert island. I also never played Osworn, but like heard it's really good and would be interested in it. Um, the, the, other, the other stuff that really makes me excited about this is that you get role-playing points. So it's really leaning into that sort of RPG style. Mm -hmm. So when, you, when you're interacting with a character, if you're playing this, this with somebody else, they'll have a card and that card will have like a number of different bits of information on it. And depending upon how the person like reacts or asks questions, you're allowed to answer the other things, right? And then you get role-playing points for like how effective you were at like role-playing the other character. And then you can use those role playing points, I think, to like just mitigate dice rolls or whatever. I think it's something it's something very minor, so that like it won't impact you if if like you're playing solo or whatever. Oh. But I, I just loved that idea. I found that idea to be like so super novel. I think it looks gorgeous. I think the attention to detail in here looks off the charts. Like they have these like three layer player boards that you can have. There's there's going to be so efficient uh, they really care about storage and they care about it getting to the table um 
also another thing that really made me excited was the combat system. You're going to be rolling dice and the dice are custom. And so they show which part of the, uh, of, of your body does the enemy attack. And so if you're wearing shin guards oh, and the rats yeah. are rolling, they're biting your shins while well, your, your armor wow. will like negate against it. So like those little bits of specificity get me just, just, just really excited for it. Um, I do I do a series on the Room Board channel, Five Reasons You Shouldn't Back Anytime a Kickstarter Raises Over a Million Dollars. And I wasn't going to do it for this because their funding goal was like 700,000. Oh. They needed to raise like 700,000 to make to get this to be made. And it was like the first time I saw like a realistic funding goal. Because mm-hmm. um, most most funding goals in Kickstarter often are, you know, fake so that you can hit it soon and then and then it looks better for the numbers, right? Yep. Uh, so I really appreciated that about them. And then also because because of that i was like well i don't want to do like a five reasons you shouldn't back it just basically got over its funding goal you know what i mean like yeah. I, tr- I try to not do that sort of thing but then i had to for my own purposes like i was like i'm too excited about this game and at that time i did not have any money it's very expensive it's, it was like 165 on kickstarter oh wow um and the US. So for me in Canada, it's, you know, like a house. Uh, but <laughs> uh, hopefully the box is big enough to live in. Um, but but it's it's just so it's so cool. It looks so cool. Uh, I, and I actually won. Um, I entered the board game geek contest board game geek has those little contests yeah and i and i and i won a copy of iridia this was back like wow right as i just begun doing content creation i and i and i was completely out of work and i did not have the money to purchase it uh and wow and i and like winning a copy was just like it's i it's so exciting and i think even if i didn't i probably would have like scrounged up the money or asked for it for a gift or whatever you know what i mean like I, i think it's at that level of anticipation. And when I think about campaign games and I think about the campaign games that I want to play, like I just, I want to play Iridia rather than any of the campaign games on my shelf. So that's why I was like, you know what? Because that excitement has carried me through, um, I think it's put me on a desert island because then I'll have the time to play it (laughs) and I'll finally get some time and I'll blaze through this campaign. Yeah, all the classes look cool. This might be one of the only games where I'm like, I think I would replay this just because all the all the classes from what I've seen look really neat. Yeah, it yeah. just looks looks like a, a heck of a lot of fun. Very so nice. So I'm excited. Wow, yeah. what a choice to kick off this list. That is a great pick. I I'd never heard of this game until you just start talking about it, Chris. I really know, apparently I missed all the big Kickstarter news and whatnot because this was a huge <laughs> campaign, obviously. And it was a couple of years ago, right? Okay, too. and there's been so many campaines ever since, right? You're like right. there's yeah, there's always campaigns coming out. That's know? right. Uh, but, um. Yeah, just everything you mentioned. I mean, from the you know pre-painted minis right there, I'm already excited because yeah. I'm I don't paint minis, so yeah, me neither. Yeah, so if I can have that already done, rather than saying, oh, this would look cooler if I could get someone to paint these minis, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, um, the most I've ever done is like I've like uh, done the little wash, you know, just like a wash on uh, minis. That's that helps, good. but there's nothing That's like great. a pre- yeah, like a painted job. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I would totally play this just based on your description. Seeing that quick video, I like that. You know, the whole like, hey, you're gonna get hit on the arm, and that's gonna you know affect you know your arm or your leg or whatever. That's, yeah, that, that's really unique. that was one of the. Yeah. That's what I thought was like really kind of innovative yeah. a, a bit with it. And like I'm always on the lookout for like unique things, and yeah. and there was just of so many so many little things, little touches in there where I'm like, this is this is cool. Yeah. And like, maybe it's been done before, but like, I certainly haven't seen it. 
Yeah. Uh, and I've seen a lot of games. So exactly. I, the, when, when something can have that consistent effect on me, like even the, even the characters, you comes, it comes with 12 little heads and, uh, yeah. and six little bodies and you can stick the heads in and customize yeah. it with that. It's just Slow so beat. fun. Right. Like, I just think it's going to be a friggin' blast. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, by the designer of Zaya, uh, Legends of a Drift System. That's uh, oh. Cody Miller's other big hit. Yeah, I'd say. Very nice pedigree. Yeah. Cool. All right. Great choice. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. That, let's move on to number fourteen. This has um, a little bit to, uh, similarity to what you chose. Uh, this is my pick uh, on the list. Um, it is a campaign style game, um, a mm-hmm. legacy game, and this one probably my favorite legacy game of all time i had nothing but the best time with it with my buddies um and normally legacy games for me they're better like as uh theoretically i love the 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 idea of a legacy game or campaign game but in reality Mm -hmm. i play it once or twice with the same group and we're already you know moving on to another game or it just doesn't get back to the table unfortunately but for our number 14 combined list it is Clank Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated. I nice. I absolutely adore this game. Um, it was one of my favorite gaming experiences ever. Uh, here, uh, Jen and uh, Rado are playing uh, through it here. Um, it's a deck building game based on Clank. If you've never played Clank, it's basically a deck builder meets a dungeon crawl with some push your luck. You're trying to survive. And what Clank Legacy did was take the Acquisitions Incorporated like world and incorporated that and... What what really set this apart for me for, from anything else is just the sense of humor. It is by far one of the funniest experiences I've ever had. Uh, just some of the lines and the little bits and things that happen to characters or what they say. As you go go through, I'm not going to spoil anything because I, I really think it's worth it. And actually, you know what's funny, Chris? I, I just realized the older I get, the worse my memory gets. I can totally play this game again <laughs> if I got a brand new copy because I don't want to remember any of it. So. That's perfect. <laughs> so there's something to be said for memory loss, friends. So you get to play games yeah. over and over. And if I'm stuck on a deserted island or just by myself, I can constantly play this over because it's going to be fresh every time because I'm losing my mind. Um yeah, and and also especially because you'll be on the deserted island, and if you need to, you can just get a coconut to drop on your head somewhere, Boom. and right. then that'll that'll reset everything. Again. There it is, folks. Perfect reset for a legacy game. But here's the thing: even if uh, if I even if I did have perfect memory and remembered everything, what's great about this is at the end of your campaign, you've done everything. You've got your you have a very unique board that you have created that you can totally play base game Clank on, or you can play. Obviously, I would recommend playing with all the things that you've unlocked during the campaign. It is fantastic. It's a double-sided board. Spoiler alert. It's not really a spoiler alert. You open the box, you see it's double-sided. But there are other yeah. things that you get unlocked. Uh, <laughs> Unplayable now. No yeah, one can uh, go get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, just throw it in the trash. <laughs> no, but seriously, get it, folks. It's so good. And they actually have a sequel coming out, which I'm super excited about. But even if I don't play the sequel, I would highly, highly recommend Clank Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated. One of the greatest, for me, the greatest legacy game of all time. I absolutely love it. And, you know, I love Clank. So this took Clank and just ratcheted it up from, you know, whatever I ranked it to an 11 or 12. And, um, yeah, yeah, I would totally play this again. I, I absolutely love it. Nice. Yeah, I've played Base Clank uh, with a, but I haven't played Acquisitions Incorporated. But you're not the first person to tell me that. Like, I, it's one that yeah. if I didn't have too many campaign games already, <laughs> right. already purchased that I need to justify the purchase for by yeah. playing them, then I would go out and buy it and add it to my shelf very soon. Like, nice. Clank's just a solid system. It's fun. It is. It, it really is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we've got 15, 14. Let's move on to number 13. And Richard, what you got for us? Okay, everybody. 
Hey guys, I'm loving it so far. I think those are some very good games to start out with. Although, Chris, man, you are a brave soul uh, taking Iridia, a game that, as far as I know, you've never actually played. I mean, yes, I, I know you were super excited when it was crowdfunding, and actually, I guess you won a copy of it in a contest. Is that right? So I guess I could see you want to carry that with you for the rest of your days as a token of good luck. Um, it looks so cool. There are so many wonderful ideas. You know, the way uh, combat has directional attacks and, um, you know, the, the way the world expands and, you know, that kind of open nature of exploration. A lot of neat things, but for me, probably way too much dice rolling. But hey, if you like uh, rolling them bones over and over and over again, uh, and then a bunch of other stuff on top of it, or if you just like uh, Zaya, uh, yeah, it makes sense. I would see why that would go on the list. I have an alternative that we'll talk about later, though. Um, oh, and then, uh, well, very, uh, very good choice for Clank Legacy. I... I mean, you know, don't be fooled, folks. I mean, Legacy has so much replayability. Once you've finished the game, the main campaign, and you've made your own custom board and all of that, I mean, I, after Jen I finished Clank Legacy, we got rid of our original version of Clank because Clank Legacy was everything we needed for replayability. I've got a similar uh, game on my extended list. Didn't quite make uh, you know the short list, but it made the slightly shorter list. And for folks who don't know, you know there is an extended edition of this episode, right? Where we are, well, at least I am going to talk about even more must-have games. Um, you know, Desert Island, whatever you want to call them. And I assume uh, Chris and Ruel will too. You can hit that I in the top right corner of the screen or follow the links down in the show notes. You'll still get this entire show plus a bunch of extra stuff. Pre-show uh, fun shenanigans and post-show talking about additional games. And uh, like I said, I've got one that's very near and dear to my heart. But anyway, enough about your guys' choice. Uh, what is my number five on my personal list, therefore number 13 on this communal list? I am glad you asked. It is Planet Unknown. And the reason this is here is because, okay, um, if these are the games I'm taking to my grave, I've got to have a tile layer. I love tile laying. Bonus points if it's a polyomino tile layer too. And so I thought long and hard about what's going to be my one tile layer that um, you know they bury me with. And I'm not saying Plan Unknown is the greatest tile layer of all times. I mean, it's certainly top tier. But what this game has, in addition to a wonderful presentation, bear in mind you're looking at me covering a prototype of it uh, when it was uh, fundraising. The final version looks even cooler. But, um, you know, there are so many different planets that change the rules every time you play as we're trying to terraform this unknown planet. And the... The Lazy Susan as a method for drafting tiles is just so great. And I especially love the fact there's really kind of two different ways you could use it at a lower player count. Um, one that's a little bit more easy to pick up and play, and one that becomes super crunchy uh, if you're really wanting some brain burneriness. And then, um, you know, every time you play, there's a wide variety of different objectives you're chasing after. And, um, you know, once you're, as you're laying the tiles and gathering the resources from them, you're potentially triggering really satisfying huge combo chain stuff too very gone shown clevery so you know Again, I, you know, there were several tile layers I could have put on this list, but at the end of the day, I just kept coming back to Planet Unknown as you know maybe the zenith of the genre, or certainly the uh, the version, you know, the best version for just infinite replayability. Both Jen and I love it to pieces, and that's why it's number thirteen on the list, Planet Unknown. Okay, uh, so once again, you know, folks, if you've joined us for our previous uh, shows, 
we had some fun with uh, Chris last time where we would do these lists and Richard was basically just trashing Chris's choices. Oh, yeah. He hates my picks. Yeah. And honestly, that's my goal from moving forward for yeah. every R&R&R show is to like, not for this one. I mean, this one's a lot more subjective, so yeah, you yeah. can't really. But anything that will be subjective, I'm going to make sure that I pick the antithesis <laughs> of whatever Richard wants. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. But uh, Planet Unknown, though, um, so yeah, uh, he had thoughts on our games, uh, and, but Planet Unknown, folks, an awesome tile lane game. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I, well, that's one thing it's about this choice. list. So yeah, we, we create these lists together where we each pick five of the top 15. And uh, so obviously not all of our choices get on here, but I'm glad that Richard picked this one because I, I thought this needed to be on this list. So if even if I didn't, yeah. I'm glad he did. It's not it's not on my even on my shortlist because I don't yet own a copy, but that's only because it's out of stock. Yeah. Like it's literally one of those things I've played it I played it once and I'm like, this needs to be in my collection. Yeah. I cannot wait until it is and I can play it over and over again. Like yeah. great pick. It's so, so good. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to our number twelve. Uh throwing it back to Chris. What you got for us, my friend? Oh yeah, that's me. Number twelve. Okay, number twelve is I told this to my girlfriend and she said basic. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I know, but I still, I like it. And I think I would want to play it over and over again. Cause I was like, okay, what do you think? Like I was running the list by her. I was like, am I missing anything? She's like, you're trash. Cause I didn't put any of those stuff that she wanted on there. Um, uh, but this one is like a, a stalwart favorite uh, for a lot of people. Uh, it's number six on board game geek right now. It's terraforming Mars. Ah, Nice. I feel like I have to put Terraforming Mars on here. And and this was kind of a surprise pick for me, but it, it's it's one of those things that I feel the replayability, again, like focusing on replayability and being able to play this over and over again. Uh, I, I think the amount of different combos and different chains of things that you can do is, is really fun. Like, I, it, it's very exciting to me. I, I like all the aspects of it. I like that I can pursue different strategies each time. You know, one time I went for a science strategy and felt so cool. And then I was like erupting plants from Mars and I felt so cool. Uh, and and so there's just something so immensely satisfying about it. I I know it is basic. It's, it's basic because lots of people like this game, but I do too. And I can just, I, I see myself, this one may, was in my own top 20 games. Um, it was in the 20 to 10 aspect. I think it was like 12 or something for me. Um, but it, it's just so satisfying, right? It's whenever I play a game of Terraforming Mars, I leave feeling full. And especially when I'm not eating a lot on this deserted island, well, then I can at least have the feeling of fullness from Terraforming Mars. Yeah. And that's that's all yeah. I'll say. It's there's yeah. not much more to really add. It's Terraforming Mars. Most of you know it, but yeah. it's it's just it's one of those things that I think I, I believe I could play over and over again uh, because of the amount of combos and the amount of sort of differences in there. Agreed. Yeah. A great, great choice. And, you know, I was just talking about how I was hoping, you know, Planet Unknown would make the list because I, you know, I had to cut down to five. Terraform Mars, uh, Chris, was also another one that, you know, it's in my oh, yeah. top 10 of all time and it had to be here. I didn't put it on my short five, but I assumed, I mean, I, I guess I, I'm gambling folks. I'm, I'm gambling like, okay, either Chris <laughs> or Richard's going to have this on the list. And, I'm glad you put it on here. It's 
yeah, it, it's still. Oh, yeah, I forget we can we can play each other's games now, right? Because That's we're true. we're doing this list together. Yeah. So we can play each other's games for, for the is. end until the end of time. Wow. <laughs> the end of time. Honestly, the the weight that has been lifted off of me because I was like, <laughs> I know there are some gaps in my list. Yeah. I, I've seen. It. I know what the gaps are, but yeah. I just I, I picked what I picked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. think about it. Like it's not just the five. Like this is top fifteen. So we have all these on our deserted island or wherever That's we are. True. So, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Terraforming Mars. Yeah, it still holds up. It, one of the ultimate engine building games, and you know, it is. You know, if you're on that deserted island by yourself, it plays solo, and I've played it plenty of times solo. It, it's it's fantastic. So, yeah, good call, Chris. Very well yeah. done. Uh, let's move on to our number eleven. That's going to be my choice. And you know, if I'm going to be on a deserted island, if I if I have a must have, if I have something in my you know in our in our fifteen games, it ha one of them has to have. Something to do with Star Wars. I am a Star Wars geek through and through. And I think, for my money, it's going to be Star Wars Rebellion. Um, this is a fantastic nice. two-player game. Now, they say two to four players, but the four players would be... You're playing like teams, and you don't want to do that. You you want to do to a one on one here. And... Them off, yeah. You've you've eaten those two people by now. Yeah, exactly. Now... They're gone. <laughs> they're not around. Uh, but hey, there's uh, our friend Shay Parker, fellow contributor on the channel. He did a wonderful how to play uh, Star Wars Rebellion in 18 minutes on his channel RTFM. It's awesome. And actually, that's how I got, I learned how to play uh, a while back. Um, this this is such a brilliant game. It captures the theme of star wars perfectly you have all the different characters and it's sort of like a it, it's got this big overview of like the star wars the original star wars movie but it has characters from throughout the different um uh, storylines and stuff basically it's the rebels trying to hide out from the imperials the empire is trying to locate the rebel base and when they do the game immediately is over you have lost now the rebels they're playing like the stalling game you got to keep you know hide you're trying to hide you can you can move the um the rebel base around a uh, little hidden movement there but there's also a lot going on here than just a hidden movement game you have you know area control area majority um and actually this game reminds me a little bit of twilight imperium it's got a very epic scope of trying to take over all these different planets but it's done so brilliantly for a two-player game and i think one of the designers actually worked on both the games um cory i always mess up his last name cory canasia I, I forget his name um, i'm sorry cory but anyways wonderful game you're going through uh, different planets trying to take over them trying to get your troops on there if you have enough troops and you'll win the battles uh you have you know all the spaceships you have all the different modifiers this is a lot of dice chucking, which is awesome. I love dice chucking, but there's ways to mitigate the dice, of course. Um, what's awesome, though, is when you're playing on either side, trying to, you know, convert one of the characters from one side to another, if you can turn Darth Vader over to the Rebels, or if you can turn, you know, um, Luke to the dark side, epic moments in this game. Um, I play this game, I played this game actually a couple times with my buddy Patrick, and it's always such a great experience because he's got the you know Star Wars soundtracks blaring in the background. And it's just nice. us two. He's painted all the minis. And, oh, man, if I was stuck on an island, this is the one. Now, Michelle's not playing with this with me yet. But if we're stuck on an island, we've got nothing else to do except try to survive. And the other thing we do is play Star Wars Rebellion because it's awesome. And that's why it's our number 11 on the list, Star Wars Rebellion. Who do you like playing uh, more as, the Imperials or the Rebels? 
Oh man, you know what? The the kid in me is always gonna be want to be the rebels because that's you know who you <laughs> identify with. But the adult in me, I want to be the Empire too. You know, so <laughs> I've played once at, uh, as um, on either side. I've, I've played on both sides. I think I have a winning record on the rebels because, of course, it's a little geared towards the rebels because that's the story. But the empires, the empire can win. I, I have not won as the empire, but I've been I've lost to the empire. Uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's totally balanced, but who cares? It's Star Wars. It's epic. Um, <laughs> it, it's just it's it's brilliant and uh, highly nice. recommend for Star Wars fans. But if you want a really good one v one game, this is it, folks. Star Wars Rebellion. Okay, nice. Uh, let's move on. So that's eleven. Let's move on uh, to Richard's number ten. Uh, take it away, Richard. Okay, continuing on uh, terraforming Mars, Chris. I am sure you are not alone with that. That probably make a lot of people's shortlist. I wouldn't consider it um, one because, well, I don't know if you guys did this, but the games I'm talking about, I had a self-imposed restriction that I could not include expansions. It's just the game, no expansions, and uh, you know, so that's throwing away half of everything terraforming Mars has to offer because there's so much expansion content. Although, where's our cooperative expansion? They did it. For Ares Expedition, I want a co-op version of Terraforming Mars so I can go back in. Um, oh, and you know, honestly, I wouldn't consider playing uh, Terraforming Mars without the Prelude expansion. So, yeah, it doesn't work for me, but yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. Uh, I've got a game coming up a little bit later that's kind of in the same realm. Um, oh, and then, yeah, Star Wars... Uh, Rebellion, sure, Rebellion. Of course you have it. If I'd had to guess, this would have... Uh, I would have guessed this was on your list. And... Yeah, I suppose it's nice if you like that kind of thing, uh, but just not my cup of tea. What is my cup of tea? Number 10 on our combined list has to be Frosthaven. Oh yeah, there I am covering a uh, prototype of it when it was crowdfunding, one of the biggest crowdfunding successes of all time. And uh, I mentioned before, uh, Chris, I have an answer to Iridia, and it's this. Um, in previous versions of my must-have list that I've done years ago, Gloomhaven made the shortlist, but Gloomhaven is 100% eclipsed by Frosthaven. It does so much more, and even though it is still... 95% the same game, really, or 90% of the game. The um, you know There are some cool new twists, like being able to have a sense of connection to the town because you're building it up through your actions. But that aside, the gameplay itself um, cleans up and smooths the uh, edges of so many weird little things. I mean... Gloomhaven was an amazing, uh, you know, uh, release. Uh, you know, a industry-changing release. But over time, people have found, you know, tricks you can use to abuse the system, and they're they've had to nerf things after the fact. So Frosthaven is a reflection of, you know, five years of additional development, learning from all the mistakes of Gloomhaven to make something significantly better. There's so much more variety now in the types of missions you go on, including my mission that's hidden somewhere in the book. Uh, that I co-designed with Alex and Paul Grogan of uh, Gaming Rules. Uh, that, that would not be the reason to get it in and of itself. It's just one little mission. It's just a weird little oddball kooky thing that I wanted to do with the game. Um, but, uh, you know, the uh, all the new characters that have... I mean, I thought there was variety in the original Gloomhaven. The, uh, you know, Frosthaven blows it away with all the different effects you can do. The redesign of the cards make them easier to read and, um, you know... 
digest while you're playing. It's just in every way, shape, or form an improvement. And like Gloomhaven before it, I am sure that uh, Isaac is going to continue over the years releasing additional free content in the form of new designs. I mean, he's already started doing it. Uh, so even if there wasn't already a lifetime work of gameplay in the box, there will be more stuff available for free that doesn't require you to get expansions. So the replayability of this is just... It, it will just never stop. Uh, you know, you know, it, it's currently eclipses Jaws of the Lion and Gloomhaven for me, and so it had to make the list. Number 10, Frosthaven. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Wow, yeah, that's it's been all the latest <laughs> the rage lately, uh, Frosthaven, and I can't fault Richard one bit for that. Uh, oh, I'm just laughing at the shade that that Richard wants to throw both of our ways this time. Well, I'm not. I'm at least I got you with me. Yeah, but it's great. What I was thinking that it is really great because um, Richard's answer to Aridia, you know, was the same as my terraforming Mars. We both basic baby. <laughs> Basic is. <laughs> I was like basic, and then I realized that I was, you know, also basic. So <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Frosthaven. It makes sense, right? Gloomhaven. Like Frosthaven, Gloomhaven. Those are those are sort of like the obvious answers if you want to make a list. That's yeah. like really obvious, yeah. but um, and not like elegant, like <laughs> oh, that takes risks, like with Iridia and Clank Legacy. <laughs> but you know, like well, hey, hey, you're, you're list two. You know, we're all doing this together, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, man. Okay, Chris, moving right along. Let's go on to your next innovative, awesome choice. Uh, we got our number nine. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm honestly so excited to put this game on here, and. No one, I don't think anybody would put this on their Desert Island games other than me or must-have games other than me. But the reason I did is because I could play this for hours. It's like a filler game. It should be a filler game. But for me, it's an eight-hour event. I played this game literally for eight hours straight. We started at eight. We went until like four in the morning. Wow. Um, it's, a, it's a card game that I've talked to you about on this, on the R&R &R show. Uh, and it is Dutch Blitz. Yes. <laughs> it's nice. Dutch Blitz. And I'm not even going... With Nerts, I'm not even going with the cheat because Nerts is you just play with a regular deck of cards. Everybody just brings their own deck of cards, but it's Dutch Blitz. People are saying, you got to play Nerts. It's basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so like with that, you could expand it and you could be like, ha, 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 now I have a deck of cards. I can play everything, any card game in existence. No, I'm not cheating. I'm specifically <laughs> making it Dutch Blitz. So if you want to play cards, you got to play Dutch Blitz. Uh, this is Speed Solitaire, for those of you who don't know. 
I just think it is so, so fun. There's an adrenaline rush that comes with playing this game, right? You're, you're trying to get rid of your stack of 10 and you're all putting numbers into the middle and you're making piles from one to 10 in the middle of the same color. That's it. And you can stack things on your own board solitaire style and flip through your, the rest of your deck solitaire style like three cards at a time. And so you're just frantically going through and playing. I, I could play this game and I have played this game for for longer than anyone would enjoy playing this game. It, it's just like it's so it, there's there's something about it that's just so fun. It's it's in my top 10 of all time. It's like my number 6 game of all time because it's it, I don't know what it is. It helps that like I guess I really like speed games and I'm I'm generally pretty good at speed games as well. Uh like I'll often I'll often have to handicap myself in in games oh. like this in order to like make people ever want to play with me again um <laughs> but which i'll do happily because i want to play it with them again so what do you do, uh, do you so, like give them extra cards or uh, you take extra yeah cards it's a, it depends on the people who i'm playing with usually i'll like because you have to get 10 cards out of your pile so i'll go like okay i'll have 13 cards right or i'll have 14 cards right um so that's the first thing and then i'm right-handed so i'll play with my left hand as like the next wow. step Okay. Um, if I'm playing with my parents who are, you know, they're pretty slow, but my mom actually loves this game as well, even though they're, they're very slow, but they're like, it's very, they play it like it isn't a speed game. Okay. So with them, I do two decks. Um, oh. so I basically go back and forth and have to do it twice. And then I can score myself. So I take the lowest score out of the two piles. Wow. Um, so okay. I've done that. And then I've also, this is the most obnoxious thing that I've done um, is that I close my eyes for five seconds and open them for five seconds. And so it's like I'm playing blind for half of it. But when the five, the key to that one is, is you remember the cards that you have and then you remember what the piles are and you listen for when people are putting cards down in that specific pile. So sometimes you can actually play with your eyes closed. So it's not oh. completely taking you out of it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, so those are kind of like my levels of, uh, I just love this game. I'll do whatever I can to like. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I just think it's just so fun. And when I play with my friends, we listen to like anime soundtracks while we play. So like when the beat drops, yeah. we're all like, whoa, and we feel like we're cool <laughs> anime characters. So that is it's just, amazing. it's just the best friggin' time. I love it. So cheap. Recommend everybody get a copy or just play Nerds, which is just with a regular deck of cards. But yeah, uh, yeah I, that's, that's our, that's my number nine, our number nine fantastic choice and yeah i do remember talking about this with you and i have not been able to play it yet but i i've seen other people actually play it i've seen a couple of live streams of people playing it. i was like yeah i nice. need to get this game in uh, <laughs> and like you said you could just play with a normal deck of cards right it's yeah the same game. yeah just, all you yeah. need are different backs really yeah because that's how you sort the sort the cards at the end so you sort mm -hmm. it for different points yeah. and so with the different cards you got the four suits and so it's basically like dutch blitz you have the four suits yeah so if you have two different decks if you have a deck of cards per player you just go from one to ten you take out the face cards or you yeah. can leave the face cards in i think you might leave them in for nerds i'm not sure but got it okay but i didn't want to cheat i wanted to make it exclusively dutch blitz that i would play <laughs> it just dutch blitz right yeah. like it'd be great to have a deck of cards on an island also like yeah it's the the variability there just makes sense but i didn't want to cheat in that way yeah uh, so it's dutch blitz for me i'm not gonna lie i actually um uh, it's one of my i was really thinking about just saying hey a deck of cards that's one of my games because you yeah you could play all kinds of stuff but like you i decided not to cheat and dutch blitz yeah. is on my list i'm definitely gonna be playing this one soon as i i have a feeling that i, I don't know if i'd be good at it but i know i would have a, a blast with this it's and, just fun yeah, right like i think fun. i think it doesn't matter if you win or lose it's kind of like but like i really like bananagrams too like when that came out 
Oh um, yeah. yeah. And because it's just like, it's just a fun speed. Act. Like, I don't care if I win or I lose. It's just like, oh, I do. I care desperately. But um, <laughs> like outside the game, I don't care if I win or I lose. <laughs> oh my God. And you know, Chris, it's really nice to know that I'm playing with a professional that plays at such a high level that you can play with your eyes closed. That's just my Well, Well, to be fair, that's against my parents, right? Like, uh, like they're, they're, Still, they're a bit slower. Awesome. They're not, they're not, you know, um, I only do that on you know a very occasion. Usually, I I won't I won't handicap. Okay, fair. But enough. those are the levels at which you know yes. it, it can it can go depending on what's balanced. And yeah, <laughs> awesome, cool. Yeah. All right, great choice. Let's move on to our number eight. This is my call uh, for our list of fifteen games that are must have uh, if you're on a desert island or not. I think this game is an absolute must have for anyone who's a word game fan like myself. So if you're not a word game fan, this may not make your list, but even if you're not, I still think it has a lot of value because of the play is so fun and smooth. And, um, you know, I'm a word nerd. So of course I'm going to have to at least have one word game on here. And my pick of course is going to be paperback. Um, this is basically Scrabble meets Dominion. Um, it's mashed up those two games perfectly. And um, here, I was, I'm was i actually going to recommend the 10th anniversary edition, which we did a run-through, which I did a run-through for the channel of a while, while back. So it's going to be out soon. But this one takes the base game. It's still the same game, um, Scrabble meets Dominion. But it really uh, ramps things up with a couple of new editions. And for the specific purpose of this list, I was thinking about the solo game that they did here. It's brilliant, Chris. And um, cool. here in paperback, what you're doing, you have letter cards, you're drawing the letter cards, and you're trying to form a word. That word will um, generate revenue. The revenue you gets you uh, more cards or more letters. And some of those letters, actually a lot of those letters are going to have special abilities uh, that trigger when you play them, when you build a word with them. And, oh, it's so, so good. I You can play, now the original game, you can still play solo. It's basically the cooperative game, but uh, done in a, you just play by yourself trying to get uh, the victory point cards before um, they've been covered up with uh, these cubes. Now, the 10th anniversary edition ramps that up, takes that up to the next level because it actually has an AI that's sort of like, you know, trying to outthink you and trying to place different cubes on different um, cards and going around in this specific pattern. And if you time it just right, you can, you know, avoid uh, losing. But it's not easy. I've played it several times and I haven't won all every time. So I'm not at the level where I can play a game with my eyes closed. So you definitely need your eyes open on this one, <laughs> folks. But, oh, it's so good. Um, in the solo game, when you're playing against the AI, it actually has uh, different abilities that will trigger. Uh, so that's going to, you have to play against that. And depending on what word or what uh, the die roll is, it does have a little bit of luck here. The die roll will determine what you can do on your turn and what the AI can do on their turn. Um, so... Oh, I love this game so much. And of course, the 10th anniversary edition, as much as I've raved about it, you can still play the base game and just, you know, using the same cards. So um, Scrabble meets Dominion is the perfect blend. And I think it's the perfect word game. It's my favorite word game of all time. And that's why it's on our list at number eight, Paperback. Cool. Favorite word game, eh? Yeah, I saw yeah. this on, on crowdfunding, at the, the anniversary edition, and I was... I was really tempted. Now I'm even more tempted, Roel, because like I also love word games. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. Do, do you have any favorites that come off the top of your head? Uh, favorite word games? Uh, probably like Letter Jam would is oh. is pretty high up there for yeah. me. Letter Jam, yeah, solid. Letter Jam's great. And honestly, even Bananagrams. Like I think Bananagrams oh, yeah. is actually a really good game. It's fun. Um, yeah. I would, you know, yeah. at, 
I, I would definitely recommend this. Um, you know, as, as some, mm -hmm. if you're a word game fan, you're not really into modern board games. I think it's a really good introduction to deck building. And then if yeah. you're, you know, like yourself, you're someone who's already uh, into the hobby, you'll recognize right away, oh, this is just like Dominion, but just with Scrabble cool. mixed in. So you'll pick it up just like that. It, it's wonderful. And uh, yeah, yeah, it looks re it looks really really good. I'm glad to I'm glad that it's your favorite word game. Like that's that's a pretty high uh, it, it is high recommendation. That's that's excited. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. I'm excited to play it. Definitely. Okay, let's move mm -hmm. on. Let's see what Richard's got for us at number seven. Okay. All right. So Chris, I love the Dutch Blitz is on here. You're a smart man hacking the system. I'm sure because don't get the official version of Dutch Blitz on your list. Get Four, um, you know, unique card back decks of 52 cards so that you've effectively got every card game in all of history at your uh, convenience. Very, very smart. And I do hope to play this game someday in your Great White North uh, Canadian uh, Dutch Blitz Syndicate you've got going on that I remember we talked about last year. Uh, oh, and then, uh, well, Paperback, yeah, that actually made an earlier instance of my must-have list as, uh, you know, when I was trying to, well, if I could only pick one deck builder what would it be and paperback is a very very strong contender for that and i especially know how much it means for you seeing as how you're such a huge word game fan uh but for me uh my number seven on our combined list let's talk about it it is free radicals and i think the reason for this is pretty obvious there are 10 games in this box um you know, if you want to play a rondell game or a moncala game or a pick up and deliver game or an adventure game or a deck building game or an engine building game you, this game has got you covered and while none of the 10 little independent games depending on what faction you take on in this post-scarcity, uh, you know, uh, utopia punk future that this game represents, uh, you know, none of them are the greatest example of their type of gameplay, whichever mini game you're playing. They're all really good to great, uh, you know, versions of all these different types of gameplay. And uh, so it's a really, uh, you know, it's to me, it's a fairly obvious choice to include if I'm going to be stuck on a desert island. Uh, you know, that's why it ranks higher than the previous two for me that I've talked about because I'm actually doing my particular countdown of five in more and more essential. If I could only have three, this would be my number three. Uh, but anyway, the other thing I love about this, uh, besides the fact that there are all these different styles of games that all work really, really well, and every time uh, you know, I, you know, you play, you're you're setting up other people, and hey, I'm gonna play a deck builder while you're playing a Moncala game or whatever. I love that. Um, but I also love the um, the the glue that binds all players together because unlike other games that have extreme asymmetry where everybody is playing their own unique game with their own unique rules, uh, most of those games, uh, you know, Root obviously popularized this idea, bring us all together in a very cutthroat way where we're battling each other for dominance of uh, you know some central element of the game. But in this one, because it's a post-scarcity, uh, you know, idealized humanity future, which I personally subscribe to that we will get to someday. I love that this is an optimistic view of humanity's future. In this game, even though we're all still competing, um, there are so many ways for us to collude. One of the most important um, resources in the game knowledge is something that I could hoard for myself to turn it into more victory points if I wanted or I could give it to you, Chris, or you, Ruel and I could decide where it goes which means I'm giving you more victory points but instead I get um, you know, 
um, active action benefits that will hopefully pay off for me later. When I am building buildings, yes, I could build the building that helps me the most uh, so that I could visit it worker placement style, or I could build the building that helps Ruel the most because if he visits it, I get uh, even better rewards. So everything about this game is about understanding what your opponents are, where you are relative to them, and trying to help each other while still trying to come out on top. Um, so I love the story this tells, in addition to the fact that I love that this has 10 excellent, completely different games all in one box. Uh, it is an absolute miracle of design that they were able to you know, capture all of this. And so it makes my shorty short list uh, number seven, Free Radicals. Yeah, this game, I know Rich is just hyped about it for a while now. Yeah. And I have not been able to play it. I'm, I'm, it's, it was tough to find for a while. I think it's, uh, I don't know if it went I've out. I've never even heard of it until, until oh, right now. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. It's, never even heard of it until right now, but it sounds very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Richard was really excited about the theme and just uh, like, you know, the 10 mini games in one basically. And, you know, it seems like a really good choice to have on a uh, deserted island or as a must have. So, Fantastic choice. I'm looking forward yeah. to playing it. Um, but let's move on to our number six, Chris. You've got the call, my friend. My number six is a deck of cards. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just uh, throwing Dutch Blitz up there uh, and wanted to just throw some more shade at Richard because I think yes. it's my favorite thing to do now on this on the stream. I'm not a cheater, Richard. Base Terraforming Mars. Yes. Base Dutch Blitz. And you know what else is coming up? Base Everdell. That's nice. my that's my next one. Awesome. Uh, number number six specifically. No expansions. I don't need them. Um, I I I absolutely love Everdell. Uh, Everdell, honestly, this this was a really tough. Uh, I can talk about it more when I when I get to my sort of my number one or number three. I, I felt like they might be too close to each other, but I think it just it just scratches an itch of something that I really like. The amount of combos that you can create, the the structure of the tableau that. You, you think you have all this space and then you're immediately at 15 and you're like, oh no, I wish I could build more. I, I could play this game over and over and over. And I'm I'm thankful, the way it hits my list is because I know I will play it over and over and over because my girlfriend also likes this as, as a game. And so she likes, she hates playing new games. She doesn't hate playing new games, but she likes playing all of her favorites, right? And I'm always like, hey, I've got another one to review. <laughs> We're not playing your favorites tonight. Um, and, and so and so, this is one where, like, this is this is my number three game of all time, really. It's, it's, I couldn't not include it because I know how much I will envision playing it. And I'm actively excited to be playing it constantly over and over again. And I think she'll get tired of it before I will. Uh, it, it's just so slick. Like the way the cards interact the number of combos that you can create. I guess I just really like combos. Um, and then the fact of, of the worker placement edging out and getting those key resources that you need and fighting over the communal cards in that tableau. It's just it's just so good. I, I love it to death. I've, I haven't played any of the expansions um, other than like the little mini expansions that come in the collector's edition because my mom got it for me for Christmas one year Ooh. and she got me the collector's edition. Uh, and so I have that as the box that's actually right behind me as well. Look at that. Nice. I didn't even plan it, but it's yeah. right here. Um, yeah, it's it's just so, so fun. Uh, I, I just love it. I can play it all the time. Must have. Uh, and if we're talking, this actually might fall into must haves on the other sort of meaning of must have. 
because I think everybody must have this game because of like it's such an an accessible theme to chunky delightful full rich gameplay while not being too overwhelming i think it's it's so good yeah great choice um you know i the more you know we do these shows together chris the more i want to go back to everdale because i know how much you you love this game and yeah i enjoyed it when i played I, i played i actually owned a copy for a little while and i really enjoyed it but i eventually moved on from it but now i'm thinking i need i think it's worth another look knowing how hyped come you are back. about it and also I, I would like to try some of those expansions as well because come back oh yeah i yeah, know yeah. i would too yeah. absolutely and as yeah. you say it really is one of the most accessible like themes right i mean it's just gorgeous you put it out and yeah. it's got table presence for days right that big old tree in the middle of the table like people are like what is that i want to play it yeah it's so um, stupid doesn't yeah, matter it, it is but it's stupid <laughs> stupid good right oh it's it, good stupid yeah. good stupid yeah and you know, I think, uh, well, you know, I mean, I love worker placement games, and I'm trying to remember the reason why I got um, moved on from it, and I can't remember any good reason why I got rid of it. Maybe it's one of those, it just had to be called because you only have a certain amount of room in your house, you know, for games. Yeah, yeah, but I would sure. gladly, yeah, I would gladly play it again. I would gladly maybe consider picking it up again for the collection. So, yeah, great, yeah. great choice, my friend. Yeah, it's one of those, anytime somebody asks, I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's that's the sort of what I try to go with these games. I'm like, yep, let's do it. Yeah, totally. And you know, if you are in desert island, you know, it's probably not the prettiest of places. I mean, you know, because of the circumstances. But yeah, Everdell. Hey, all the creatures are nice and friendly woodland creatures, rather than trying to kill us. And you know, (laughs) (laughs) you can eat the berries too. Yeah, no, don't eat the berries. Totally, don't eat the berries. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. Uh, moving right along, uh, we've got our number, collectively, number five uh, on the list mm-hmm. now. This is from my list. And, um, you know, we had joked a little earlier about Frosthaven. Well, Chris did. He was like, oh, obvious choice. Well, I think you know it's coming up <laughs> on my list. It's not Frosthaven, but it's the OG, the original Gloomhaven. Is it Gloomhaven? <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Gloomhaven. Now I'm gonna. I, I want to preface. Join this. the basic club. Total Ruel. basic, right? Total we have basic. cookies. <laughs> no, it's 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 like it is the pick, right? Yeah. I feel like Gloomhaven and Frosthaven are the picks. Absolutely, here, right? Like it you just know, makes sense. So much content, so much replayability in a box, and you know, I want to preface this by saying that just as a um, full disclosure, I recently was hired by Cephalo Garrett Games, uh, Cephalo Fair Games, to work on their campaign for gloomhaven second edition so you know, mm. just to throw that out cool. there folks yes i i've been hired for them just for to run the campaign help run the campaign uh, but what this has done honestly has given me a, a fresh new look at gloomhaven i've i enjoyed it before i have not played the entire thing i just started uh the gloomhaven jaws the lion which is the prequel to this and it's reminding me of how awesome this system is this is so good as far as like hand management You've got to play a card. You've got to, you have your initiative and then you have actions, you know, top or bottom. What are you going to do? Do you want to go first? But do you want to give up certain actions? I I love that tension. Every single time you play this game, it's all about those choices you make because you have missions to complete. I mean, it's like the ultimate dungeon crawl. You're, you know, looking around, you're, you're exploring, you know, Gloomhaven and you've got all the different characters. You have characters that will unlock. I mean, it's going to take forever to play this game, you know? So of course on a desert island, you got nothing but time might as well fill it up with the ultimate example of i like to call it like the ultimate choose your own adventure book right i mean you're you know going through the narrative making choices and then you go in and you know do combat and explore and unlock all kinds of great stuff oh man i have really 
again, I, I want to make uh, people, I you know, people think, oh, well, it's because Ruel's getting paid by them. Uh, you know, no, it's really has, I have really have, you know, gotten a new appreciation for the, a re-appreciation of the game, uh, yeah. Gloomhaven. Um, and the second edition, now I wanted to say this, Richard was talking about Frosthaven. Uh, the original Gloomhaven, uh, Frosthaven took the original Gloomhaven and basically made it better, right, uh, in a new setting. But Gloomhaven 2nd Edition has learned its lessons from Frosthaven and been re-updated. There's all kinds of new stuff, and it's smoothed out uh, mechanisms. So I'm really excited for Gloomhaven 2nd Edition. But in the nice. case of a deserted island, I can totally play Gloomhaven, folks. And that's why it's our number five on the list, Gloomhaven. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a great pick. Like, it is, it's the... It is. You've got to bring a campaign game. Absolutely. You'd have to. Yeah. You, if you have to. If you yep. don't, that's ridiculous. Like, yep. you got to. Unless you hate campaign games. Then you don't have to. You do what you want. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, no. Like, like I, I joke, but, like, Gloomhaven, Frosthaven, it makes sense to me, yeah. right? Now, do we need both of them on the, on the desert island? Yeah. Well, it's because Gloomhaven's higher up. I think Frosthaven's cut. That's the hierarchy. <laughs> You're in your earbuds. And then we add in the expansion to Dutch Blitz so we can play eight people. There, there we go. Perfect. I think we solved it. All right. Problem solved. Let's see what Richard's got for us uh, next. Uh, this is our number four on the list. Take it away, Richard. Okay, coming down to the wire, and I see they're bringing out the big hitters now. Chris, Everdell makes perfect sense. And I don't know if you're talking about the big Super Mega Box Edition, but if so, that is a very, very good choice that I have to admit I did not consider myself. And maybe I should have because you get so much content. And it is such a wonderful, endlessly charming game with surprising depth. So, uh, we agree! Congratulations, Chris! We've done it! We have reached an accord, finally! And, well, of course, Gloomhaven. Although, here's the deal. I'm, you know, I just talked about Frosthaven a few entries ago, and I would definitely put Frosthaven over the original Gloomhaven. But if you're talking about the upcoming Gloomhaven 2, which is more, as near as I can tell, is more than just say, oh, look, we're just going to repackage and change two things. They are taking the lessons learned from the development of Frosthaven and reapplying them back to Gloomhaven. I really wanted to pick this up myself, even though Jen and I have finished Gloomhaven. So, also, an excellent, excellent choice. And I I have to admit, I do kind of prefer the uh, the the setting of Gloomhaven to Frosthaven. So now I'm starting to wonder: should I put Gloomhaven two on my list as well? I don't know it. I do know Frosthaven, so I'm going to stick with that. But uh, let's talk about my number four on the list, or this is really my second highest, and it's our group number four, of course. Uh, well, if I've got to have one deck builder. Can you guess what it is, folks? Shouldn't be too hard to figure out. It's Welcome to the Moon. Um, although, Chris, I wouldn't be surprised if you would have guessed Rolling Realms. And I thought about it. But Welcome to the Moon, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I, if I could only... I, I had to come in to this bunker I'm moving into where I only have, you know, just these games with a Roll and Write. I love them so much. You know, in the same way I started out with... I, I had to have a uh, tile layer. I had to have a cooperative game. I had to have one of every type of genre there was. And now I had to have a Roll and Write too. And the beautiful thing about Welcome to the Moon, although it's a, a flip and write, not a Roll and Write, but close enough for me, 
is, I forget, does it come with like six or seven completely different versions of the same game as it tells the story of humanity evacuating Earth and trying to um, you know, reestablish our species on the moon over the course of an actual storyline campaign where you unlock things and get all kinds of bonuses and there's branching narrative paths. So you can play through the, uh, the storyline multiple times, but you can ignore all that and just say, hey, do we want to play the, I don't want to spoil anything, the colony is having this problem or do we want to play the getting from earth to the moon or you know there's all these different chapters that are just completely replayable in what was already welcome to uh is one of the greatest roll and rights or random and rights that's ever come out uh you know already top tier stuff but then uh welcome to the moon except for the really terrible rule book unfortunately elevates uh, welcome to so much, and you know, like some of my other choices, has so much built-in replayability. Uh, you can just go forever with so many different um, ways to skin a roll and write cat. That uh, this was my roll and write of choice, which is why it is number four on the list. Welcome to the moon. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, I'm going right now because... I was, you know, I gambled earlier hoping that someone would put a Roland Wright here. <laughs> and thankfully Richard came through because I did not, folks, spoiler alert, I didn't include a Roland Wright in my I didn't either, list. No. Yeah, okay, you didn't either. That's right. So I was sweating because I love Roland Wrights. And, you know, what better choice than Welcome to the Moon? Um, this, you know, Welcome to and with the campaigns and everything. Um, great choice. I mean, there's so many out there. How do you, I mean, I couldn't narrow it down and I just, I must have panicked and just left them all off the list, but thankfully <laughs> Richard has come through. Um, I was, Thankfully. And yeah. Richard and I agree. We yes. made it. We, we've been unified. <laughs> I was doing this. I was doing this in my, in, in my little screen. Um, yes. I was very excited. Richard, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so, look, we can be friends again. Yes. <laughs> friends and um, friends Until again. Until you're number one. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. We've got our top three now, folks. Um, these are the games we must have. Chris, what do you got for us for number three? Well, when I was thinking about this list, my basis was games that I could play over and over and over again and not get tired of. And, and so because of that, because of that criteria, and I felt that criteria was important, this had to be an auto-include on the list and had to be number one. And Everdell almost didn't make it because Everdell reminds me of this game. And so honestly, when I think about like the five that I've added, they feel too similar to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I was agonizing over this, but I was like, you know what? Just go with your gut. That's the list. Just do it, right? Um, and so the, the number one game, our number three, is the game Seasons. I have played many, many games of Seasons. Um, I have played... Seasons is on Board Game Arena. So I haven't played many, many physical games of Seasons. I've, I've played a few, but I've played, well, I'll tell you my number. I've played over 4,000 games of Seasons uh, <laughs> on Board Game Arena. <laughs> <laughs> I've played a lot of Seasons. Um, I, of seasons. I know this game off by heart. And the, and the reason why I can return to it over and over is because it's got like such a lovely blend of 
rolling, uh, rolling, chucking dice, like the Yahtzee style randomness, who cares, see what happens, and uh, the drafting and drafting, because drafting happens at the beginning of the game. You, this is a two to four player game. You should only play with two players. Objectively, just mm -hmm. don't play with any, any, any more players. Um, speaking from somebody who's played 4,000 games of two player seasons. That's just an insane number. Is it really game. over 4,000? That's just such an insane yeah. number to me. Oh my gosh. It is. It's really wild. I mean, it's, it's, I discovered Board Game Arena like a long time ago, and you can play a game of this in like 15 minutes. I don't really want to do the math on it. Um, so I'm not gonna, but I, I'm sure somebody will in the comments and then I'll read it and oh no. Uh, but uh, the, the, it's, it's because it, it's, it's, you get all these cards with variable play with like with variable powers to them. And then you roll dice on a turn and you draft those dice. And so you first, you draft all the, all the nine cards and you put three in the first round, three in the second round, three in the, the last round, you get access to them as you go around this little seasons board. And so the dice drafting, you get resources to purchase those season cards. You get to increase your summoning gauge. So like Everdell, there's a max of 15 cards that you can play and, or else you have to start trashing them. Um, you, or you can get just like points. Or you can get a little transmute symbol, which allows you to turn those, those resources into points. And you can turn the resources into points uh, and a variable number of points, depending on upon where you are in the round. And because the different four seasons happen, right? In addition with those dice, whatever dice is left determines how much time passes. And so there's a really fun decision. I mean, it feels instant to me now, but it's a fun decision of... Do I push the tempo of this game or do I pull the tempo back? Because it can move one to three spaces and there's 12, uh, 12 months in a year, 12 spaces to go around. And so you could get through like a full year in four rounds or you could get through it in 12 rounds. And that disparity of the amount of resources you can accrue, the amount of cards you can play and the amount of like engine you can actually build up is huge. It's, it's, it's really huge. Um, they've come out with a couple expansions and like now on Borg Game Arena, you can play with like all the expansion content, whatever. Although they recently changed the UI uh, to something that I personally was not a fan of and like really detracted from the accessibility and ease of play that it was mm. uh, on, on there, which I was a bit disappointed about, but also probably good for me. So I stopped playing seasons um, <laughs> with every waking hour of the day. Right. Uh, <laughs> there, was a, there was a time where I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'd go to bed play four games of seasons. Oh, I got a, I got an hour. I'll play four games of seasons. You know what I mean? So I guess that adds up. I guess a thousand days. Um, oh I did that. Wow. It, but, incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 uh, it, it's just, it's something that like I keep returning to because there's also enough randomness in there that like, you can't really take it that seriously. The drafting at the beginning, you draft your initial strategy. And then you're like, hey, I hope these roles come up to support mm -hmm. that strategy. And right. oftentimes you're hoping that you, there's, you can draw new cards. That's another face of the dice. You can draw new cards. And so because of that, it's like, oh, I really, I have a strategy which really needs me to draw a bunch of cards and then no cards come up. Okay, well, you have to like adapt in that. So there, there, there's, there's a lot that you're just like, oh, it didn't really go my way that time. That's fine. Uh, and but still, the uh, the process of chaining the cards together uh, it feels really satisfying. Not all cards are created equal. There's right. a clear tier list that like you learn over the course of time. You're like, okay, this is the best card in the game, or this is the best card in a two player game, right? Yeah. Um, 
And so if you get that immediately, it kind of determines your draft. But I also love playing a two-player game because in the drafting, I'm like, okay, knowing the tier list, I know kind of what I want to create and I know what I want to force you to pick as well when we're drafting. So I'm like, if I pick this, then your optimal move is to pick that, which allows me to pick this one, which combos with the first one, right? Nice. So like yeah. being able to kind of do that is 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 pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've it's just it's just relaxing and that's, that's what you want awesome. to do on a on a deserted island it's it's the game i've played the most i don't actually own a physical copy my friend does oh. um because i i don't i've played so much that like <laughs> there's there's no world in which i teach this to a new player and i'm not going to destroy them right like there's <laughs> right. just isn't isn't a world because i know all the cards i know them off by heart like i just i just know it um, and so that's also why I'm like, I should get a copy. And I'm like, but realistically, I'm not going to play it with people. I played it at a convention breakout con with uh -huh. my friend, Billy. Uh, he was like, oh yeah, seasons. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at seasons. I was like, you're pretty good at seasons. Do you want to just play a quick game of seasons? And it was so fun to play in person. Cause like, we also, we both knew the cards yep. and he was like, boom, okay, go. And I was like, boom, go. And so we were able to just really bang it out back nice. and forth. And, and it was so, it was so fun to play it in person. Cause I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. I was like, okay, do this. And like, yeah, it, it was, it was really just a delightful experience. Um, so yeah, that, that's our number three seasons. Love it. Just, yeah, I can, I, I can, I can play it thousands have, of times. I have heard a lot about this game. I've never played it. And just with your description and knowing that you played it over 4,000 times, I'm of course going to have to give this a shot. I, Love dice chucking, Chris. I think we're similar in that. I mean, I love just the yeah. tactile sensation of rolling dice, and I think it's a really yeah. you know, fun mechanism. And I know I'm, I'm gonna assume that Richard's probably not gonna totally agree with you on this one because <laughs> you know he's not the biggest dice. We got fan. one, we yeah. got one, but well, it's, I, it's more about the card play, it is okay. more about the card play. Okay, yeah. cool. And that's that's it's what very I, Everdell like in terms of chaining things together right. with like this card combos into that card, yep. right. Yeah. And that's what's really intriguing to me. That, that's why I want to give it a shot. So, yeah, if you're, if you're going to be stuck on a deserted island, I mean, you already had some practice here. You played this thing, oh, you know, <laughs> many, 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 many times. So, awesome. It's nice to hear that it holds up after all those plays. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Speaking of holding up after a lot of plays, um, you had talked earlier, uh, Chris, about, you know, playing Dutch Blitz. Uh, it's a 50-minute game. You played it for eight hours. Uh, this mm -hmm. is my equivalent of that. It's our number two game. Um, I learned this a couple of years ago, and it actually – it has been around for over 150 years, and I just played it recently. I just learned it, and it's our number two. It's Crokinole. Um, it is the nice. ultimate dexterity game. I want to thank our friends in Canada for inventing it. Apparently, that's uh, that's <laughs> the story, at least, that it was invented in oh, Canada, yeah. right? Um, yeah. It's basically curling on the tabletop. Uh, you are shooting little wooden discs. Um, as you can see, our friends, the brother, Brothers Murph playing here, shooting a little disc. I'm trying to uh, get in the scoring hole. Um, there are also different scoring circles. And you shoot, uh, I think it's a dozen discs, and then whatever's left over, you're going to um, subtract points. You, you score, you know, I think it's like 15, 10, and 5, depending on the, the um, location. If you get in the hole, uh, it's 25 points. And then at the end of the round, you take the difference, and that's what you've scored. And then so if you had 50, I had 35, then you would score 15. And it's a race to, then you reset the board, it's a race to, I think, 100 points, and then that's the winner. It is so amazingly good. I was blown away by how good this game was, Chris. I was not expecting, yeah. like, I'd heard so much about it. It looks simple, but oh my gosh, it's infinitely replayable. And 
I had referenced, you know, you would talk about Dutch Blitz playing it over and over. That's how my introduction to this game was. I played it one time. Friends brought it to our game night. That's all I played the entire game night. I was like, yeah, I want a rematch. I want to play again. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I actually, yeah, I taught the Brothers Murph at a convention, Dice Tower West, a few years ago. Same thing happened. It's like we just ended up playing for hours at a time. And it's like, and then, you know, Shay, a fellow contributor, and uh, uh, his friend Amir, they ended up playing all like throughout the night. Like literally, we borrowed the board at Dice Tower West and it was at our table for hours upon hours. Like, I don't know if we broke any rules. I don't know if we were supposed to have that long, but sorry, folks at Dice Tower West back in 2019, <laughs> our bad. But oh, it's so you good. You were using and it. It's, you were using it's, it. It's totally worth it. And we totally used it. We got our, you know, money's worth out of it. Um, highly recommend it. You know, if I'm going to be on a deserted island, you know, with Michelle, I and mean, this is a game that we can play at any time. And there's, it's one of those no brainers, right? I mean, the rules are so simple. You could pick it up and like, oh, I forgot how to play it. It's been a year. Oh no, it just took me one minute to relearn it. Yay. Let's jump right yeah. into it. And I figured if we're on deserted island, you know, if the conditions weren't ideal, you know, for like playing cards and whatnot, you know, those will get shredded in deserted island. This, a crocodile, a good crocodile board, folks, is going to last you a lifetime. And it's like a True. keepsake, right? It gets handed on generation to generation. I already bought, like, um, I bought a crocodile board, Chris. I already gave it to my nephew uh, a year ago. I have a second crocodile board. That one's for <laughs> that one's for Uncle Ruel. That's staying at my house. But, yeah, it's so good. I absolutely love this game. I can't stop playing it whenever it's on the table. It's fantastic. We've had tournaments. You know, we've had, you know, competitions. It's one of those games that you can bring to a pub, you know, have your favorite adult beverage and play along with that. But I can't get enough of it. That's why it's our number two on the list of Crokinole. It's a great pick. It is, yeah, really replayable. I, I know, I know, like a lot, a really good quality board is expensive too. But like, yeah. you can you can get cheaper like plastic boards too, and it does yeah. the the job. Like you're flicking discs all on the same surface. It's just like shuffleboard. It's oh. you know, it's like when any oh. of those table games. Yeah. It's just fun to do. You don't have to spend like a bajillion dollars on a beautiful wooden handed craft hand oh, totally. one until you're sure that yeah. that's the thing that you want to pull out. We've got one at our, our family house. We pull it out around Christmas and just sits in the yep. corner and yep. then people will be like, Oh, you want to play a quick game? Boom. And like, just yeah. that's, it just lives in the corner because uh, yeah, it's yeah. It's, perfect it's, for the situation so too. Like yeah. uh, family, you know, family gatherings and whatnot. Yeah. I'm going to go right back to the brothers Murphy video. That board right there, um, Mayday games. Um, they actually put one out every, I think once a year or once every other year, their boards at the time when I bought mine, I bought the exact same one. It was ninety nine dollars US, which is a fraction Whoa, that's good. of the cost. That's yeah, nice. it's a fraction yeah. of the cost of a regular, a normal uh, crocodile board. Now, having said that, I end up buying or I end up getting another crocodile board, which was higher quality. It's worth it, folks. It is totally worth it. It's just so yeah. nice. And um, but whatever I've heard a use... company Tracy boards referenced a lot too. Uh, I'm um, sorry, I don't, I don't. I've heard the company tr called Tracy Boards referenced yeah. a lot when people people yeah. buying boards too. I don't. Yeah. I've never. I have no experience with their products or anything. But I just. Yeah, I don't either. The, the one I went through, I think it was like Crocodile Canada or whatever. But, nice. Um, yeah, oh they, well, you got to go with that one. That, that's you the thing, go right? With that one. That, yeah. So that's our you number. You got to go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's our number two, folks. Let's see what Richard's got at the uh, top of the list here. Richard, what do we got? Wow! I did not see that coming. Seasons. Chris, I mean, you already have Everdell, and I guess you just read, oh, you know what, sometimes when I feel like Everdell, but I want to roll a lot of dice instead of do worker placement, and I want to punch my opponent in the face while I'm doing it. I guess, I guess that tracks. I mean, 
I, it is such a gorgeous game, and it's a super smart design. I very much respect it. But gosh, aren't like uh, you know twenty twenty five percent of all the cards are steal from you, mess with you, and it's just like, ah. but. Hey, the heart wants what the heart wants. And it's certainly a very, very good game. And yeah, I guess you, re- you were really kind of live and let live for the rest of your list. I mean, Terraforming Mars has a little bit of I will bring down uh, a furious meteorite on you. Um, and so that gets you in the mood, and then season can satiate your bloodlust. So enjoy. Uh, and Ruel, of course, Crokinole. Um, yep, yep, yep. You've talked about this before. I totally get it. You know, especially if you get a really beautiful. Um, you know, what do you call it? Uh, keepsake that you will hand down to, um, you know, future generations of your family because it can be so beautiful and it is infinitely replayable. Um, you know, it's practically a sport turned into board game form. So yeah, that's cool. I dig it, but I don't dig either of those, uh, anywhere near as much as our combined number one. So you have to live with it. It's the number one, uh, the new Castles of Burgundy special edition, which is just about to come out. And oh my God. Gosh, um, Burgundy has always been my favorite design from Steffenfeld. Steffenfeld is my favorite designer of all time. This has been sitting in my top 10 greatest games of all time forever. And um, I've, I've always loved it. I think it's wonderful. Um, and this new, uh, not deluxe edition, special edition, uh, really elevates the presentation of the game uh, to where it finally matches the actual gameplay. And yes, it's expensive, but hey, if this is the one game I can own, remember I was doing my uh, five in countdown form, it would be this. Uh, because this g- scratches m- what Jen and I want out of board gaming more than anything else. And the new special edition has such a beautiful production to it, but more importantly, it comes with tons of all the little... Um, almost all of the little mini expansions that have come out for Burgundy over the years, plus a completely new, very big game-changing one with the vineyards and all of that. Uh, you know, it's just, I, I of, of course, uh, you know, one of my favorites of all time, um, you know, one of the games that truly cemented board gaming as Jen's and my number one hobby, a game that we just will never tire of. We played uh, the original Burgundy so many times now, and it always is so fun and compelling with its mix of, you know, rolling dice, manipulating them to do uh, short-term land grabbing and long-term landscape management planning with all the different variables. It's just about perfection in Euro form. And uh, now, with the special edition, its production is so incredibly lavish, um, you know, as to, uh, you know, of course, I would want to uh, keep this near and dear to my heart forever, which is why Castles of Burgundy, the special edition, comes into the number one spot. Tell me I'm crazy, guys. Yeah, I pretty much assume this is... I, I guessed it, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> It was... Okay, so spoiler, it was on my short list as well, but um, oh, yeah? it, it made Richard's top pick. So, um, yeah, it's... I'm also really fired up about that special deluxe version that's coming um, uh, later on this year. Hopefully real soon here, because I can't wait to get to the table. I love Castle Burgundy. My personal favorite uh, Steppenfeld game, and um, I can see why Richard loves it so much. 
Yeah, I think it's a lot of people's favorite Seffenfeld. I think it's my favorite Feld too. Yeah. If I had to pick, yeah. uh, it's it, it's it's just a really elegant design. And with that special edition, it is nice. You do get all the expansions. Yep. That's right. You do get the expansions, right, Richard? When you said you <laughs> wouldn't put any expansions in your list, and then you picked the list that had the expansions. Are we gonna Are we gonna draw attention to that? Absolutely. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm so glad uh, you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing about the special edition that I do really appreciate is because I was I was recently. Uh, looking at the anniversary edition because I, I was running the Dice Star West World Series board gaming uh, qualifier, so we were using that. And what I really appreciate about the the special edition is that it has four copies of every board. And so yeah. in the anniversary edition, it just had sort of like one copy of most boards. Yep. And and so if you wanted to all play the same board uh, at the same time, I really like that special edition allows you to do that. I think that's really great. Yeah. It's... And it looks like a great, great product. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a great production quality. Like, yeah. we know. It's going to be awesome. We know. We know. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. So, folks, that's it. Our top 15 must-have games. What were your games that you feel like you would must-have on a Desert Island? Let us know in the comments below. Mm -hmm. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe. And thank you so much for watching today. Be sure to check out Perk Coffee and use the RRT15 code for 15% off your next order. Until next time, we'll see you later. Take care. Bye-bye.